The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This is Being Bumo, a podcast for the modern parent that wants to be the best version of themselves while being the best parents they can be for their kids. We'll be spotlighting parents and experts who are not only inspiring, but also willing to share with us how it really is. Because as we all know, parenting can be equally as rewarding as it is challenging. We're here to make your life easier, a little less stressful, and help you navigate through this complex thing called parenting. Welcome back, Boomos. Today, I am so excited to have one of my dear friends as a guest. She started off her career as a singer-songwriter, being signed to one of the biggest labels out there, but soon pursued her own journey as an entrepreneur and content creator. Jessie Malay, a mom, a wife, and just all around an amazing creative person. A lot of you may know her for her stylish looks and beautiful family on Instagram, but what I love most about Jessie is how she keeps it so real and so authentic. Today, we talk about a topic that is not often talked about, which is intimacy and sex after kids. She lets us know how important it is not only to upkeep, but how to rekindle that flame with your partner, even after kids and years of marriage. And even if you're feeling exhausted and burnt out and just lethargic, how to get it going again. We also talk about being in business with your partner and how to run a company and a family successfully together. Is it possible? Well, you're going to have to listen and find out. Here's our conversation. Jesse Malay, hi. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. I know that you're seven months pregnant, so. I am. I am. I am popping. <laughs> <laughs> How are you feeling, to say the least? I'm, I'm honestly feeling so good. I've been very, very lucky this time around. It's been a smooth pregnancy. Baby is healthy. Of my three pregnancies, this has been my my easiest so far, knock on wood. Um, haven't been too nauseous. I still have a ton of energy. I'm full on in nesting phase right now. I'm like doing a million little home projects. We just got a new office that I'm renovating. Amazing. Um, yeah. Wow. So outside of the house, you have a, a brand new office. So yes. Yes, we do, which has been a big leap for us. Well, congratulations. You're pretty much birthing like two different projects, your second child and then this project of yours. So before we dive into like the juicy stuff, because I know a lot of parents have been just asking this question of intimacy and, you know, working with your partner, especially during this challenging time kind of to put context into like how you became about who you are today. Uh, You know, I know that you started off as a style blogger and you've always worked with uh, your partner. So if we could start off with how you started your career and then once you found out that you became, you're pregnant with your first, like how did that change everything for you? Because you started off with fashion and beauty, right? Yeah, well, I started off with with music first, and then that's right. Beauty blog kind of um, was a result of it. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, if you could go ahead and talk about how you know your life was before you had child, and then after how it changed everything, or if it didn't change anything. 
Yeah, definitely. So I I started off actually in the music industry. Um, I had a recording contract as a teenager in a girl band called No Secrets and um, kind of hit the ground running from the time I was 14. We were signed to Jive Records. We were touring the world, touring, doing stadium shows. And it was the most incredible experience, but it was also really hard in that I didn't have a lot of creative control. And then I actually got a, a second record deal as a solo artist with Warner Brothers and it became even harder to have any creative control in that space. So as really an outlet, a passion project, I started my fashion and beauty blog and YouTube really just to have something that was purely my own that I could completely control and express myself through. So um, very early on, I put an ad out to find somebody that could kind of be a production partner with me and found G. (laughs) (laughs) G is her husband, by the way. (laughs) Yes, that's my husband, Gabriel. Look, I'm still, I'm like blushing just thinking about that time of life right now because it it was so... It was just so funny. The, the two of us in the beginning, we were both trying so hard to be professional. We were really young, <laughs> we were 26 and, you know, trying so hard to keep it professional. And that lasted for about a year. And then <laughs> <laughs> when you know, you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> when you know, you know. I mean, we knew from the beginning, but we were just really trying to make things work because things did work between us so well professionally. We, we, right off the bat, we, we had such respect for each other. Um, I was just so impressed with him at every turn because number one, he came from the music industry too. So he had this incredible music background that I could relate to. And he is just one of these naturally gifted people that can play piano by ear and play guitar and can produce music. Um, and then he also like builds websites and knows how to film and edit and take photos. I'm like, God literally just said, here is your man and this is what you need. <laughs> because I mean, it, it was just, it, it felt too good to be true. So we were both really nervous in that respect to kind of cross the line and, and, and ruin that, what we had, right. you know, um, but we did. And the transition was actually really hard. I think transitioning from being Um, with each other in just a professional way into trying to balance this new relationship and then switch back to our professional, you know, relationship. It it was tough in the beginning. Things kind of blew up. (laughs) The the worst fight that we had was at fashion week. Of course, (laughs) naturally. (laughs) We don't really do fashion weeks anymore. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, at fashion week, I, I feel like that's the case for a lot of people actually, but, um, I remember I'm going to jump in here because yeah. I remember when you and I were both invited to Rome with Bulgari and I yeah. remember, I think that was my very first trip with you. And I remember you being with G and I think this is before your daughter, I was pregnant there, actually. Oh, you were pregnant there. Okay. I was so sick on my trip. <laughs> but yeah. But I was just 
like, who is this couple? They are so in love. They can't keep their hands off of each other. Like, I am jealous. And it was, yeah, like, I just kept watching you guys and you guys just looked so magical and so happy. I did not know that you were pregnant, but that makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We've been really lucky in that sense. I, I've, I've, I've never felt anything close to what we have in terms of that electric passion, that fire. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's people want to know like how, what that is and how to achieve exactly that. And, and it's truly, it's an inexplicable thing. It's, you know, and, you know, I, I really admire you for using your platform to talk about these kind of taboo topics. Um, you know, whether it be loss, whether it be intimacy, like these are things that couples don't really talk about um, after having kids. And it is totally normal to kind of go through those dry periods, you know, naturally with life and, you know, especially with the exhaustion of having to take care of little ones, but you talk so openly about how it's so, so important. So let's kind of dive into that. First of all, because you and your partner, because you and G are also business partners and are married and are the parents of a beautiful little girl, soon to be two, like how, first of all, how do you guys not get sick of each other? Because my (laughs) husband and I, we don't work together. You know, he goes off to work and then he comes home at night and I still, we're just like, ah, we had enough of each other sometimes. So how do you guys create those boundaries and how do you guys kind of keep those pieces that are so important in your marriage sacred, even though you guys are always doing things together? Mm-hmm. Well, you said it right there. We we keep our marriage sacred and at the forefront of our priorities. I mean, we we've from the beginning had a very us against the world mentality. We just prioritize each other and our relationship and our family above anything else. We're both extremely passionate. That's not to say we're not extremely passionate about our careers and our goals, but we just have such an understanding that nothing, nothing, no matter what is more important than us than each other, than our family that we're building. And as simple as that sounds, that's, <laughs> that's the, that's the key for us. We're also lucky in that we, we have similar personalities in the sense of we let things, we let things roll. You know, we don't hold on to grudges. We don't keep tabs on things. We both have a very all in, do whatever it takes kind of mentality. And that that's both in the home and in our business together. So, you know, we both do equal amount of work in terms of parenting, in terms of cooking, cleaning, household chores, you know, and the same thing goes with our businesses. So do you guys have defining roles in the business? So there's like certain things that you just won't do because that's your partner's role and vice versa? No, like I said, we literally both just do whatever it takes to get the task at hand done. And I think that's really key. I I think, you know, a lot of people try to compartmentalize things or put things, you know, on charts and this is your job and this is my job and you do that, I do this. And that's fine that that does work for some people. For us, that, that doesn't work. We've tried that in the past. And I think that's when things start to get nitpicky and you'd start mm. picking kind of petty fights over nothing. Um, so for us, it just works, especially during these COVID times when we're both just home and you kind of need to just put your guard down and do whatever it takes, you know? So it's just like picking up what needs to be done, no matter like whose job it is. It's, it's yes. just about getting it done, whether it's you or him or together. 
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense because I think naturally couples and even business partners, they naturally go into a place of like, this is what I do. And I don't really go outside of this lane and then vice versa. And that is when I think people start keeping tabs on each other of like, well, I did this and now it's your turn. And that's where grudges kind of, I mean, at least could develop. And animosity can develop because you're like, well, I feel like I've been fulfilling all my tasks and I've been doing more than you. And we just don't keep tabs. How do you guys handle conflict? Because I'm sure that you guys do, you know, face conflict, whether it be every day, weekly, monthly, once in a while. But, you know, it's natural. It comes with marriage. It comes with the territory. So how do you guys deal with conflict resolution in the everyday, whether it be personal or business related? Mm-hmm. Well, from the beginning, we we established a very open relationship to, in terms of communication. We've also, we've both been very good communicators in the sense that we we committed that to each other. You know, we we both agreed if this is going to work, we've got to be as open as possible, communicate. I mean, we we communicate constantly all day long, you know, that's how this works. That's great. Yeah. We we never sit on it. We hash things out immediately right then and there. We're also very clear about each other's needs. So, we're selfish in the sense that you know, I'm very clear about what I need in this relationship in life to be my happiest, best version of myself. And he is too. Can you tell us a little bit about if you're open to like what your needs are? Because I feel like some parents forget what their own needs are because they're just like always giving, giving, giving. So can you give us an example of what is it that you need for you to thrive at your fullest? Sure. Yeah. Um, well, things even as simple as, you know, during this pregnancy, I, I need to take a long hour long walk through my neighborhood by myself twice a week. You know, things as simple as that. Or G needs to go and play tennis with his friend once a week. And those are, you know, sacred times. We allow that for each other and we facilitate that for one another and there's no like well what do you mean you're going to go play tennis right now you didn't finish this job and the there are dishes in the sink you know yeah. it's like no i completely understand that's going to make you happy and a better person go do it and i'll handle whatever it is you know that needs to be handled at home um things that's as great. simple as simple as that you know for me i just need an hour of alone time in the bedroom where like no one's bothering me. It's just like as simple as that. So it's like no one's bothering me in the shower. I could read a book and that's usually just, it doesn't happen every day, but I try to do it at least every other day. And it just like brings me clarity and I'm a much better person. Exactly. Yeah. It's (laughs) It's your reset. You can be a much better version of yourself just by getting that little thing. And I think, yeah, especially I mean, not necessarily just moms, but I I think, you know, parents in general feel selfish in asking for those things because you feel like, well, you know, I I need to be available to my child, to my spouse at all times, every second of the day and not put myself first because that's selfish, but you're actually gifting them a much better version of yourself if you do define those things and what they are and what it's going to take to make you happier. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about intimacy. I'm really excited about this topic. Uh, yeah. I feel like I definitely need some <laughs> tips from you. Uh, um, as I'm sure a lot of 
parents do as well. Uh, this is some a topic that you talk quite often on I, I your Instagram, on your blog, you know, so openly, which is such a breath of relief. Let's let's talk about the problem first. Like let's address a problem out there. And I'll be the first one to say it. You know, you go into this relationship, you're so in love and all these butterflies happen and then you have kids and then you kind of put everything for their needs first. And, yeah. and then all of a sudden, this intimacy that you used to have so sacred in your life and also prioritized before parents, including myself, uh-huh. you just kind of forget about it, right? And at the end of the day, you're just so exhausted. And so that's like the last thing you want to think about. And usually it's one or the other that wants it more, whether it be sex, whether it's like quality time together. And mm-hmm. so... First of all, I think that is a problem um, that many parents face as I talk to my girlfriends and I talk to other parents. So I think it's just normalizing that topic. And so, yeah, it's normal if you're going through it and if you're listening and you're like, I just don't want to have sex at the end of the day. Like I've been there, done that. And so that's the problem. So how, first of all, why is it important to keep the flame alive? I think we all kind of know the answer, but like, I would love to hear from you. Why is it so important to keep the flame alive, especially after having kids? I mean, it's so important to keep the flame alive because it'll bring you so much more happiness. And that's going to cross over into everything you do in your life from business to how your kids feel about themselves and relationships. So, I mean, yeah, it's very important to keep the flame alive. I think in the beginning, it's so easy to be in love too, despite, you know, kids. I mean, kids are an obvious reason for things getting tougher in the intimacy department. But in the beginning of a relationship too, both parties are putting so much effort in, in terms of courting and impressing the other. And um, it's easy to feel fiery and spicy and and Mm -hmm. want it in the beginning for those reasons. And I think, like you said, we're so tired at the end of the day um, between work and parenting that sometimes that's the last thing on our minds. But both people need to just make the effort and be all in. And um, also adjusting your expectations, you know, yeah, it's probably not going to be as spicy and fiery and every day you're going to be having sex the way you were in the beginning, you know, but accept those ebbs and flows. That's natural. That's life. Um, Sometimes you may be having sex every other day. Sometimes it may not be for two months plus, you know, whatever that is, let it be okay. I think people get so caught up in, oh my God, we haven't had sex in so long. We're falling apart. We don't love each other, you know, but that's, that's not what it means. You know, I think if consistency is something for the workplace, right? Mm. You want to make sure that you're consistent with your work and you're checking all the boxes passion intimacy can't be like that because that in itself is going to stress you out about it. And nobody wants a stressful sex life. I I love how you, you put that like consistency is for the workplace. I've never heard of it like that. Whereas passion is so different than something that you just check off. And it's something that, as you mentioned, comes and goes, 
mm-hmm. then you have to like work on it. I, I absolutely oh. love how you put it like that. And I also remember you posting about something. I think it was a poll and I was just laughing when I read it. Um, <laughs> I think it was on your stories and it said, would you rather have sex <laughs> yeah. every day? Like, okay, whatever sex every day, or would you rather have sex, <laughs> amazing sex? Was it like once, once every four months? Once every four <laughs> I oh, laughed so hard yeah. at that. What was the answer to that? What was the Oh my gosh. Well, for me, I, I would rather have mind-blowing sex every four months because I am that type of person. I want, you know, I want some grand experience. And if it comes once in a while, that's fine with me. G is like, I'd rather have very mediocre sex every day. <laughs> so, you know, we meet in the middle. But yeah, that is a funny question. <laughs> that is, that's like the difference of women and men, I have to say. Totally. Yeah, totally. I agree with you on that. But what what did uh, your polls say, the results say? What were people saying about the results, that? Most women agreed with me that they'd rather have mind-blowing sex every four months. And then any guy friend I've posed that question to has said what you said too. <laughs> so it's, it's funny. It's, you know, um, but also in terms of intimacy, it doesn't need to be just like the act of sex all the time. So G and I, as cheesy as it is, like we flirt a lot, we mm. flirt a lot. And that that's really hard for people when it's not, I think it's hard to get into the habit of that, you know? Mm. So like silly things, like literally long hugs throughout the day, butt grazes, like anything that's, that's just makes the relationship more fun and flirty. It becomes almost like a game, you know? Mm. Um, like we'll literally, since we can't go out now, we'll, we'll dance salsa in the stairwell so or, cute. you know, I've been really tired at night and, you know, starting to get a little uncomfortable being that I'm seven months pregnant. For Christmas, he bought me a massage table so that he could give me massages oh. in our bedroom, like before we get in bed. <laughs> like little things like that, you know, that you don't normally think of really, really bring a, just this extra layer of intimacy that's not just the act of sex, you know? Yeah. So I think it's important to look for those other opportunities too, to be connected and close up. And that can be, it doesn't need to be anything extravagant either. It can literally be allowing yourselves 30 minutes before bedtime to, to hold each other while watching your favorite movie. Yeah, yeah. I love that because I think especially parents after having kids, when the word intimacy comes out, they immediately think, oh, I have to have sex, right? Right. Yeah. And even I'm guilty of that. Right. Uh, because I'm just like, oh, I'm too tired to be intimate, but it doesn't have to mean no. the act of sex. As you mentioned, it could literally mean just being intimate, whether it be through quality time, whether it just be flirting, um, which is something I'm horrible at. Like Alan would slap my butt and I'll be like, uh, like, that is so cheesy. why did like- you do that? <laughs> totally. I, and I, I completely relate to that because G is a lot he's actually a lot better at being romantic and flirt. I don't know if it's the Latin side or what, I don't know, but he's, <laughs> he's so, it's so natural for him. It just like, it, it pours out of him. And it, it was unnatural for me to get into that at first. Cause it feels, it feels cheesy, but I promise you it, it helps so much. <laughs> okay. I'm going to try yeah. it tonight. Yeah. I'm going to, so I'm going to give it my best tonight. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Next time he slaps your butt. <laughs> I'm going to slap his butt you tonight. You can reciprocate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any tips for couples that are just feeling 
really stuck, right? Um, In their relationship, like the flame is kind of gone. Do you have any tips and advice on like how to rekindle that flame? Like, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you felt like not as excited and maybe some things that you did to get it going again. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's important to kind of start from the outside in. So I think if you are kind of dreaming and setting goals in the same direction, that'll kind of just trickle down and, and make you more passionate with, with one another. So that's something that G and I are always really cognizant of is setting our goals in the same direction because we both want to do so much as entrepreneurs. There are so many ideas that we have and so many dreams that we have and want to accomplish, but we are aware that if we are moving into completely separate directions towards these other loves of our lives, you know, um, passions of our lives that we could very well grow apart. So we just, we're always cognizant of that to make sure we're dreaming in the same direction. And, you know, for us, that does happen to be professional a lot of the time for a lot of people, of course it's not, but it doesn't need to be. I think, you know, it can be something even as simple as like creating a, a dream home Pinterest board together and, you know, sharing that together. So you have this big goal, this big dream to work towards in the same, you know, direction towards, or, you know, yeah. I love that you brought up goal setting as a couple, because the question was, how can we rekindle the flame? And I immediately assume that you're going to go into some sort of act of feeling sexy or like courting, which is important as we talked about, but I love that you went into goal setting because goal setting with your partner can really, um, just get the excitement of your future together with your partner. And that could also rekindle something, right? Like, absolutely. That that's something that's so sexy in the beginning of a relationship. Exactly. Have all these ideas and dreams of the possibilities of what could be, Oh, we could have kids together. We could build this life together. We could have this home together, you know, and, and, and those are things that get you riled up and, and feel spicy, you know? So Absolutely. Dream and goal and setting is so, so important. I can't stress that enough. I love that. Also for women, especially, and I think this is something that we all struggle with being in quarantine and stuck at home and not really seeing people, we kind of forget to take care of, take care of ourselves. At least I have. Yeah. Um, and so another thing I would like to say is that when you start feeling good about yourself and you feel sexy, right? Mm-hmm. When you feel good in your body and your skin. Um, I know we talk about this a lot, just like everywhere, but especially during these times, like for instance, the other day I looked at my toes and I was like, they look horrendous. Oh. They're so gross, right? Don't talk to me about toes right now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even reach mine, so. I know. <laughs> I have Flintstone feet and it's it's... It's horrible. Yeah. But continue. Yes. But, or even like your fingers, like whatever it is, yeah. right? Your, your nails and that little thing will make you feel quote unquote spicy or sexy yeah. again. And Absolutely. that will like, that will pour out of you. Right. And you will somehow be able to rekindle kind of this flame that you've always wanted or that kind of disappeared. So for me, that's really worked during these times um, because I kind of stopped working out and I started working out again. And I was like, oh, this is, this is how I'm supposed to feel. This is how I feel when I 
when I feel good about myself and when I feel good about myself, I want to be intimate with my partner. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Self-care. I know, like you said, it's everywhere. It's, it's cliche and that we, we talk about it so much, but I, I agree. I mean, especially for us women, we, we need to feel our best and whether that be working out, doing your, your nails or whatever it is, taking an extra long, um, time in the bathroom to do your skincare routine. Like those things definitely, definitely help in the intimacy department too. They're not yeah. to be understood. That's for sure. Absolutely. Now that we're kind of all stuck at home and I know that you've been really cautious with your family. Um, yeah. You know, you're homeschooling your child with Bimo Brain. I have to add the, yes. that in there. <laughs> um, Ali's been so one of our... Yeah, Ali's been one of our first students at Bumo Brain, and um, she is just uh, like such a bundle of joy to watch and just see grow. So <laughs> because you're doing everything at home, I mean, I know that you have a new office, but up until this point, you've been working out of your own home oh, with yeah. your partner and homeschooling the kids. How do you create boundaries for yourself? I know that you talked earlier about like going on an hour walk like once a week. Um, but is there anything else for working parents that are maybe, um, whether they're working from home for the corporate job or even being an entrepreneur, like, do you have any tips that have worked for you as far as working and being at home with the kids? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, I think it's important to not hold yourself to the same expectations that you did before. I mean, it's just, it's just not realistic during this time. I know that a lot of us, especially as, as, as working moms, parents, we're very task oriented. We make our lists every day and we have our schedules. And, um, sometimes those things can, if you, if we don't hit all the check marks can create a lot of unnecessary stress for us that we don't need right now. So for me, what's worked is just to kind of have really set and vocalize my greater goals for a certain period of time and just make sure I'm hitting those greater goals rather than all of my smaller listed daily goals that I, I normally would, you know, beyond that for G and I, we, we've really just been juggling, you know, he'll take care of Ali and give her undivided attention while I'm working and then vice versa. That's, that's really what we've been doing. We've just been switching back and forth. Yeah. I think that's key. You know, the people that are lucky enough to have a partner at home, it's kind of like divide and conquer, right? It's like, yeah. it's your turn. It's my turn. You know, that's kind of how it's been. Um, but yeah. I have to say, once they get to about like six years old, because mm -hmm. Chloe's turning six this week, she they're pretty uh, independent. Like she's in her class right now. Uh, she does both Bumo Brain and also her traditional kindergarten. And she's on the screen, I mean, for more than I would like, but for a total of probably like four hours a day. Yeah. Um, but she's, she's learning. I mean, but, she's yeah, not, she's learning. Yeah. But she's pretty much on her own for four hours, which is pretty Incredible. awesome. <laughs> so things to look forward to for you. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Um, but have you ever felt burnt out during this time? Like, have you yeah, ever gotten to a point where you're like, this is way too much? <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And what did you, what did you do when you felt burnt out? Like, did you kind of just step away or what, what did you, do? what do you do when you feel burnt out? Yeah. 
again, I think just kind of like reevaluating why you feel burnt out, the source of that. For me, I normally create a lot of very small daily tasks and goals for myself. And and that in itself was just really stressing me out because I just like could not accomplish them in this new lifestyle. So I think just kind of reevaluating, you know, taking a step back and be like, well, but am I accomplishing those bigger things that I've set my mind to? And, and, you know, maybe not in the timeframe that you had wished, but am I, am I still getting there? You know, just kind of taking a step back and giving yourself grace. Um, I, I pray a lot in the morning. I, it's like the first thing I do. I wake up and I pray before I do anything else. I used to grab my phone and check my Instagram and do my emails. And that would really stress me out and burn me out starting my day that way. So now I really prioritize a very long, peaceful morning routine for myself. I know that's an absolute luxury that most people don't have, but for me, that, that really works. I, before I do anything, before I get out of bed, before I brush my teeth, I pray and then I make the bed. And like by doing those two little things, Mm. I just already set myself up for feeling more peaceful and accomplished for the day. That's incredible. It's really the little things that like get you into the routine of like the proper mindset for the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, So by keeping those small kind of routines at home, like those, those things help prevent me from getting to that burnt out point. Once I'm already there, (laughs) it's, 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 it's tough, you know, but like I said, I think a little bit of exercise and self-care and then just, again, vocalizing your needs to your partner or, you know, whoever your, your source of help is, is, is important too. So they can, they can help you out. I think a lot of us have trouble just asking for help. Yeah, absolutely. So the last question I have is for our listeners and it's for, if you have any tips for parents that are just looking to start like a passion project as you did, um, that created this beautiful life of yours, but feel too busy to do so or too scared really to do so. Mm -hmm. Do you have any thoughts and advice for them? Yeah. Um, take it seriously and don't be ashamed to vocalize that this is a serious goal and priority for you. Um, I think that's something that's really hard in the beginning. Like I felt really silly initially saying like, Oh, I'm trying to be a blogger. Like mm-hmm. I felt really silly about it. And because I felt that way, my, uh, my friends and my parents felt that way. They were kind of like, well, what is this silly side thing that you're doing? you know? So I'd say first and foremost, take it seriously and say with confidence what, what that dream of yours is and that you are working towards it. You are actively working towards it. And then I think, again, I I know I've said this so many times in this conversation, but just like vocalize what you need, even if it's even, you know, if, if it's realistic for once a week on Tuesdays from 12 to two, that's going to be your time to work on this, this new business venture of yours, make that known. And that is your sacred time to work on it. Don't stray from it. Make sure your partner knows, make sure you have help with the kids during that time and just really, really stick to that consistently. That's the best advice I can give it right now, especially during these times, because I think that's what's realistic. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for Jesse for just being so open and vulnerable about, you know, all of these very 
uh, taboo topics that we talked about <laughs> on here. I'm sure it's going to inspire a lot of people. Definitely inspired me to amp it up in my intimacy life. So thank you so much. <laughs> and also, where can people find you if they, they want to look for you, uh, follow you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm on Instagram and YouTube, Facebook, all these things at Jesse Malay. That's J-E-S-S-I-M-A-L-A-Y. Um, also jessiemalay.com. And I still release music. So I've got music on Spotify. Her music is actually really <laughs> incredible. Your music videos are my absolute favorite. I'm like, oh. where does she find this time? And also this team. Oh my gosh. You of all like people. <laughs> videos. It's so insane. Oh, those well, are definitely you. passion projects for G and I, but it's, it's just fun. But speaking Which, of where do you find the time? You, you <laughs> literally G and I are constantly every day. Like, how does she do all these things? I just don't understand. I'd love to. And next time I'm interviewing you on that alone, because I would be more than happy to share. I don't really, I just feel like a crazy person, but um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we all make it happen. As long as your passion and your focus is there, you can make it happen even yeah. with kids. So thank you so much, Jesse, And thank I will you. talk to you soon. Yeah. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you liked it, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe. It really is the best way to support the show. Also, if you want to see more of us, head over to our Instagram and follow us there at Bumo Parent. And to learn more about Bumo Brain Virtual School, follow us at Bumo Brain or head over to BumoBrain.com. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you guys next week.